to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What is going on, everybody? John Pember here with Mark Pitt in for James Grande. Mark making his Fantasy Alarm Better Baseball MLB DFS debut. Of course, you've seen his Value Vault articles over the last week or so, uh, putting out some winners there. He'll be joining us here while James is on paternity leave for the next couple of weeks to see myself with a couple of new familiar faces here doing the live stream and podcast each day. Uh, today, we got Mark. Mark, man, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. It's good to be here. We've had Mark obviously uh, seeing him in chat. Uh, he's been trolling our uh, our chat rooms on YouTube. You see him in Discord. Uh, we've known Mark for a long time. He used to do some NBA uh, content for us way back in the day with Fantasy Alarm, and I've known Mark uh, almost my entire life. We got the bus stop together when we were in like second grade, so uh, plenty of familiarity here with Mark and myself. And hopefully, you guys will uh, enjoy his presence on the stream just as much as you do when he's in the chat rooms uh, and in the Discord. But, of course, he's been putting out uh, some great content for all of you over the last week anyway. So uh, we are in plenty of good hands here while we uh, fill in for James while he uh, comes working on uh, child number two has, entering the world. There. Has he had so, the baby yet? Not that I am aware of. But uh, any, we're, day. We're, any day. Any day now. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to be prepared. Didn't want to have him mid-stream, you know, mid, <laughs> mid-recording, mid-live show. And all of a sudden, he's got a dip, and you know, John's here by himself, looking blankly into a camera. So uh, we bring in Mark. We'll have Colby Conway. We'll have Henry Wilson, Dancer Video, uh, Howard Bender filling in uh, for James for the next couple of weeks while we finish out this uh, MLB season because we're in September now. It's uh, recording here on Sunday uh, for a seven-game Monday slate. It's a holiday week here, so we have a day slate of afternoon baseball. Seven games kicking off at two o'clock. Uh, before we jump into all of that, shout out to our friends over at RT Sports. Go to rtsports.com slash alarm, promo code alarm23. New users who sign up will get a 100% deposit match up to $200. They have their DFS Pick'em Contest, and they also have their Fantasy Football Best Ball and Fantasy Football Seasonal Championships going on right now. NFL season kicks off on Thursday, so if you haven't yet signed up, take advantage of the promo code, get the 100% deposit match. Uh, really no better deal than getting somebody to match your money. Uh, 100% have those funds in your account to go ahead and uh, turn into some more money. Uh, nothing better than that there, Mark. So uh, let's get to it. Main event here, breaking down seven games on a Monday. Uh, looking at Vegas totals here, Mark, we uh, saw the the run lines for most of these games are sitting at eight and a half. And any notable money lines for you? Uh, so we got the Diamondbacks are minus 240. And we have the Blue Jays uh, minus 200, uh, both on the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, no other game was really notable, but those two are uh, the biggest favorites on the board. We got Arizona at home against Colorado on this slate. Uh, Toronto on the road against Oakland. Obviously teams that we've been looking to uh, beat up on this season, so no real surprise. Uh, thankfully, we don't have a core slate. We have the Rockies on the slate, but they are in Arizona, so we don't have to worry about uh, what we just had to experience with you know Toronto and uh, Atlanta these last couple games with you know, Atlanta having a seven and a half team run total by themselves. Uh, you know, you basically had forced in your hand there to uh, to play Braves or Blue Jays uh, over the last week there with them being in Colorado. Uh, breaking it down, taking a look at the pitching slate here. Only one pitcher is up over $10,000. We have Justin Steele at home mm-hmm. against the San Francisco Giants. We got a couple of pitchers up over 9K. Aaron Savale at home against the Red Sox. Logan Webb 
on the road against the Chicago Cubs. And Merrill Kelly, as you mentioned, uh, Diamondbacks' big favorites. He's at home against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, when we're looking at some top price pitching options here on this late mark, which are some of the ones that you're looking to key in on uh, when looking to build your lineups out? So I do like Justin Steele. Uh, San Francisco has been just a terrible, terrible offense uh, for a, a good stretch now. Um, over the last month, they have like the third highest strikeout rate with a, a 27% rate. Um, and he's been really effective. Um, he doesn't give up a lot of home runs, uh, doesn't give up a lot of power. And I think he can get it done. 10, 10K is a little high, um, but I have no problem getting to him on this uh, on this slate. Yeah, seven or more strikeouts for Justin Steele now in four of the last five starts. Uh, and as you've mentioned, we've really just been targeting San Francisco uh, all season long. And the lefty split from basically opening day till this point has been the one we've been going at. They have a couple of bats that can obviously do a little bit of damage. We have to avoid, you know, Wilmer Flores. But for the most part, you know, this lineup is something that you can just kind of attack. And Justin Steele is an all-star this year. He continues to pitch like 115-3 ERA. So I'm with you there as a top price starter. Uh, on a slate like seven games, certainly could get uh, some decent ownership. Uh, I've been a Merrill Kelly guy all season long. And then, you know, you're mentioning the fact that he's a minus 240 favorite. Uh, now he's at home. We've been going at this Rockies offense. We talk about home road splits a lot for Colorado's offense. They're just drastically worse on the road than they are at home. Uh, would you go down to $9,300 for Merrill Kelly here? Uh, 100% I would go down to 9300 He, We just saw this matchup three weeks ago. In cores, uh, and he had 11 strikeouts, uh, two earned. He went 60, uh, 27 fantasy points. Uh, he had a surprising 8,100 price tag on that slate. Yeah. But uh, even at 93, uh, I'm going to have him in probably every lineup I make. Uh, I love yeah, Mark lineup. and I uh, definitely we're, – we're usually trolling the three max contest there. We'll throw some lineups, maybe a couple of other GPPs, but I find myself – I'm willing to give him the pass going up against the Dodgers. I think any team or any pitcher that goes and gets rocked from by like Atlanta or Houston or the Dodgers, you just kind of like shake your head. You're like, all right, of course, you know, he's going up against Moogie Bats guy's machine right now. Uh, I'll give him a pass there uh, because right before that seven innings, one hit allowed 12 strikeouts. You mentioned the double digit strikeout performance against Colorado in core. So two 10 plus strikeout performances in the last four. Uh, Merrill Kelly seems like a guy that will be getting a lot to one of the more surprising pitchers, I want to say, uh, that's really come out of nowhere over the last month has been Cole Reagans. I mean, this guy was absolute garbage out of the bullpen for Texas earlier this year. Uh, they let him go. The Royals end up picking him up here. And now you're looking at these recent outings, eight strikeouts, 11 strikeouts, five against the Cardinals, then picks it right back up, 9-11-9, now going up against the White Sox. White Sox, again, you kind of like avoid Luis, Luis Robert here and you're probably sitting pretty good are you a believer like Cole Reagan's here I mean he's obviously done nothing to turn us away from him I I, I do like the spot um the White Sox are just they're bad they've been bad for a while um and on top of that uh Luis Robert is day-to-day he was scratched on Sunday I think it was a strain Let's see. What do we got? What do we got for Robert here for the injury? Day to day cramping in his uh, quad, right yeah, quad strain there. So, so interesting. He might play. Uh if he does, I mean, I'm still not gonna shy away. Uh I think it's a great spot. Um I'd maybe be a little hesitant if he is in the lineup, but I mean he's seventy two hundred. He's been striking out eight, nine, eleven, yeah. nine, yeah, eleven again. 
Yeah, I have no problem with that. It's it's a ridiculous strikeout rate for Cole Reagans, really just coming out of nowhere. And, and really to your point, from nowhere, you know, White Sox 10th highest strikeout rate over the last 30 days against left-handed pitching, sitting at 25%. Obviously, they have some power, 175 ISO, but Reagans is a guy that, I mean, can't hit home runs if you're not making contact with the baseball. And right. Cole Reagans is doing a great job uh, missing bats right now. Uh, what are the guys in the mid or value tier do you find yourself maybe taking a peek at on this slate? So I like Brian Wu. Uh, he's up to 8K, um, but he gets the Reds. Uh, it is in Cincinnati, which is kind of a hitter's park, but he's been relatively good. He hasn't allowed a home run in the last uh, 20 innings here, and the Reds have been striking out uh, at an insane rate. Uh, they did just hang three home runs uh, off James and Tyon. But I still have interest in getting to Wu. Yeah, Wu's, Wu's an interesting case because of the pitch count. Now, he, he obviously came right back off the IL um, only two starts ago, but he's looked effective in those two starts, 65 and 69 pitches. Got through six innings, though, shadow baseball against Oakland at 69 pitches. So if he's going to continue to be as effective as he's been, you know, if he's only limited to like 75 pitches, still get you the five or six innings. You know, does that worry you at all when – like paying an 8K tag, though, knowing that there could be a pitching uh, cap on them? It does. Uh, it The pitch count, I mean, if you're spending 8K, you want him to go six deep, and, you know, he might go four like he did the game four against the White Sox. Sure. Um, and the Reds do have bats. They do have lefties who can crush the ball. So mm-hmm. if you were to get into trouble early, I mean, how, how long is he going to be in there? Uh, it's kind of risky, but uh, I – he could be a pretty low rostered play, I think, yeah. uh, which is obviously great for GPP. So you mentioned you're you're in the ballpark here, a Great American Ballpark, you know, affectionately named the Great American Small Park here around the DFS embedding circles, uh, just for the propensity of home runs uh, that ended up being allowed. But over the last 30 days, Cincinnati against right-handed pitching, a 28.2% strikeout rate, uh, third highest in the league. Uh, Colorado, as we mentioned earlier, Merrill Kelly, hint, hint. Highest against right-handed pitching, 28.7% during that stretch there. So, um, you know, if Ryan Wu goes out there, misses some bats, you know, he's not like an elite strikeout pitcher, but we've seen him touch nine against the White Sox, couple seven strikeout performances there when his pitch count got up to 90. I got to assume he gets bumped up a little bit more, maybe 75 or 80 pitches. So I'm with you. Uh, I think I could be interested in Brian Wu more as like a contrarian play on this slate. I think a lot of people are going to be looking at Steele and, and – uh, Merrill Kelly here, and then probably just plugging in Cole Reagan, just kind of given the, uh, you know, just given that matchup. I got to ask you though, you mentioned Toronto being a heavy money line favorite, uh, but are you interested in Jose Barrios at all in this one? So because they're playing Oakland, I assume the field is going to get there. Uh, he did play them once. He had 24 fantasy points. Uh, only allowed two uh, earned runs over six, but the A's, I mean, they have been hitting right-handed pitching. Uh, they just hung 10 on the Angels, and a lot of the damage came to the bullpen, which were right-handed arms. Um, I I think I'd lean more towards taking Oakland bats, uh, specifically righties, than, than taking Berrios. I mean, maybe if I'm in a 10 max, uh, I'd get to him, but I, I, I'm really scared of this, uh, considering he's 8,800 and they seem to be clicking somewhere. Yeah, and he, and he really hasn't been pitching all that well either. I mean, uh, the start against Cincinnati notwithstanding, 
Uh, you know, last couple of outings for him there, Chicago, four and a third, four earned runs, six total in that one. Baltimore, six innings, five earned. Washington, six innings, five earned. Uh, six home runs allowed over the last four starts. Uh, and Oakland against right-handed pitching in the last 30 days, 10th in isolated power against righties. So to your point, uh, guys that are doing some damage, you know, Ryan Geloff is someone that's you know, cooled off a little bit, but when he was hot, it was coming all against righties. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be an interesting spot here because you're right. A lot of the field tends to just target uh, these Oakland matchups and given Toronto being such sort of a heavy money line favorite, you could see a lot of people sort of gravitate uh, into the the range there uh, for Merrill Kelly. I, I would agree with you there. Any other pitchers for you uh, maybe that stick out or are you kind of just kind of limiting your pool to who you discussed so far? Uh, that's really it. I mean, like there's just tough spots. JP France has been pretty good, but he, he gets Texas. And right. even though they've been not as good as they were in months past, I, I don't think I'd go there. And then I, I really don't know what to make of the Tampa-Boston game. Yeah. Uh, I could see myself getting to either one, but I'm not in love with them. Yeah, Bayo's been a kind of a confusing pitcher, right? Like three of his last five starts, he's allowed one earned run. Ran up against Houston here, kind of got in a little bit of trouble. They pulled him after 80 pitches, four and two-thirds. Got roughed up by Detroit, but Kansas City, six and two-thirds, one earned. At the Yankees, six innings, one earned. Faced in Houston, seven innings, one earned. So – um, it could be a spot where against Tampa Bay, he is able to sort of hold them down. Uh, the Red Sox offense has been pretty inconsistent, so um, tough to really lean one way or the other. I would agree with you, especially at $7,800 when Cole Reagans is 72. Like, I'd rather just plug Reagans in here. We're not going to go Heaney against Houston. We're not going to play Waldesuck mm-hmm. against Toronto. Um, you know, nobody else really sticks out. Um, Schultz, I think, could maybe get a little bit of love just based off his last start. Uh, five innings, one earn. Now it's only one strikeout. Isn't great. He's not a big strikeout guy, but he was stringing some decent starts together for a little bit, then ran into in cores. And then that Oakland team, like you mentioned, starting to do a little damage here. So as a $5,200 pitcher against Kansas city, I could see maybe Jesse Schulten's getting a little bit of look, um, nothing too spectacular there, but um, you know, m- the majority of his recent outings haven't been the worst in the world. Yeah, I, I mean, Kansas City hasn't been that great either, so I could see people getting there. But, I mean, do you really want to run him out there against Bobby Witt right now? Or yeah. Bobby he's, W? As you he's really him? the only guy that's hitting on that offense. If you go over the last two weeks against right-handed pitching, Kansas City second to last in isolated power, just a 192 batting average, uh, dead last in weighted on-base percentage or a 24% strikeout rate. So, again, I don't love Jesse Schultz here, but – if you just like don't hang a fastball or a curveball like James Paxton did to Bobby Witt, he's not going to hit it about 400 feet, you know? So That's true. Uh, we say this all the time. As long as Team X like doesn't throw to Acuna or throw to Otani, and yet they do, they hit a three-run home run and the slate's blown up. Um, you know, as long as Jesse Schulten's like pitches around Bobby Witt, he'll, he, he may find himself having some success here. So for me, I would just throw like a – a tournament dart throw on Chilton's because he is $5,200. There are some bats we're going to want to spend up on uh, when it comes to this slate here. So that's a breakdown of our pitching uh, um, here again. Okay, one, you got one more? What we no, got? Just one more point on Wu. Sure. The DraftKings updated, so it's showing that there's an opener for Cincinnati and Antoni, Antoine. Yeah. Uh, but before that, it said the long opener or the, the long reliever was going to be Marriott, and he's not. 
in the pool, but I looked him up and it's saying this guy hasn't pitched since 2016. Michael Marriott <laughs> on the Reds. Let me see. I have no idea. So, uh, I mean, if if that's the case, I, I'm i more interested in Wu because I just give him some that, that win equity now, right? right? So, okay. I could definitely get behind that for sure. Uh, we'll see, obviously, when DraftKings eventually gives us the full uh, full pitching spot here for Cincinnati. Again, we're recording here Sunday evening. Uh, first look for the 2 p.m. slate. So uh, get in the Discord. Watch out for the uh, playbook that will be out early in the morning uh, for those of you who are tuning in. Uh, and we'll have uh, some updated information there on Cincinnati. But probably makes us want to play some Cincinnati bats here as we move on to the offense. Uh, Mark, when it comes to sort of our top price targets, our top plays, uh, at the infield, uh, where do you find yourself looking? So, despite Heaney being mostly a ground ball pitcher and not giving up a lot of power, I I love the Astros in this spot. Um, they've been top three in every category against lefties for the last month. So, I find myself wanting to pay for Altuve um, and also Bregman. Um, both of these guys have been on fire, and uh, I like the spot here against Heaney. Yeah, historically, uh, Houston has been a team that just matches lefties. Um, you know, Bregman had like a three-year stretch where he was like a 350, 950 OPS guy against uh, lefties, and Altuve was right up there with them. What makes Houston so dangerous about lefties, and we talk about this a lot, is actually that their lefties also hammer left-handed pitching. Kyle Tucker has like a 600, OP, uh, 600 slugging percentage. Jordan Alvarez is right there. So there's no relief for pitchers when it comes – left-handed pitchers when it comes to this Astros lineup. Uh, they're all super dangerous. So I, I like those calls uh, there. And then I guess we have to kind of look at, um, you know, the Cincinnati, the Seattle side of this. Now, Cal Raleigh is a big-time power-hitting catcher. He's also the top-priced catcher on this slate. So, you, you know, if you want to spend up for the power, you know, could certainly be a, a spot for him there uh, when it comes to their infield. Uh, we know, obviously, when we get to the outfield, a few more bats will look to target. But uh, Cal Raleigh makes for an interesting catcher spot. Um when it comes to spending up uh, first base at spending up, you do have Vlad Guerrero against Waldachuk. If you want to see if he can, you know, take advantage of that matchup. He is five K. I know he hasn't been great. Um, you have Casas at $4,400 homered on Sunday uh, or Sunday. I think he homered on Sunday or Saturday. One of the two days. Yeah. Uh, he had Saturday. There. Saturday he homered. So uh, you do have him against Savali there at, at first base. Uh, then at shortstop, you know, I mentioned obviously Jesse Schultz could be an interesting dart throw play, but uh, even though his numbers are sort of slumping a little bit of late, uh, Bobby Witt's still just a menace, whether it be with power or speed, and he's fifty eight hundred dollars here. Yeah, I, I have no problem taking him. Um, I also like five hundred. Uh, he's got two home runs in his last three games, and then considering this Marriott being the long man, if that's confirmed, uh, yeah, I, I like Seattle bats a lot. Um, probably be stacking them uh, a ton here yeah for sure i think you could find yourself uh going in that direction as well uh when we look at some value plays at the position which ones stick out to you for the infield uh what position is this second uh, clement where is yeah he? he was playing third but they moved him around a little bit second. third shortstop third short, yeah. Bucks. yeah so i mean he he's 2200 he i mean his last three or last two games were in cores so yeah he's his stats are a little padded, but he's 2,200 and he's going up against Wallachuk. So, yeah, 
I, just I think give him give him a go. Play. I agree. Listen, I agree. Listen, we we joked about him on the Friday show. I think it was, and then he homered uh, at twenty six hundred dollars, and you you were stacking uh, Blue Jays that night. But then he followed up. I mean, listen, he had, he had two hits in Toronto against Washington. Went on the road. Uh, had three hits over the two games in cores. Didn't play or uh, don't have the stats there for the the Sunday game. But I'm with you. Uh, on a slate like this, if you're trying to find some different spots to spend up for, now third base tends to be a spot, a position we do like to spend up for. But he has that dual position eligibility, so you can pick third or short, and you can kind of plug him in there. Um, I do like Whitmerry Merrifield at 44, Schneider at 46. Kind of again, just going up against uh, Wall to Chuck. All those spots feel uh, like they could be a, a little bit tasty there. Um, other value plays you can look at. We'll see if Emmanuel Valdez is, is in the lineup for Boston. He is you know, a lefty bat. He has a little bit of power. He's played the last couple of days in Kansas City. Had a two RBIs there on Saturday. Um, came up earlier, uh, flashed a little bit with a bat, so you could uh, take a peek uh, if he finds himself in the lineup. And then uh, where was Cavalero here? What's his Cavalero second in, in shortstop eligibility, $2,800. Uh, again, a value play, not hitting the ball great of late, but it just feels like we're going to be in on some Seattle infield bats here. Yeah, isn't Rojas, uh, will he be in the Yeah, lineup? Rojas should be in the lineup. That's a good call, too. Rojas, second base, 3,600. Uh, they don't play him at all against lefties. Uh, do you know if the other, if the long man is, is a lefty or a righty? It, it says he's a righty. It's, okay. It's, assuming this is the right guy, which I think it is. It says he's on the Reds. Um, okay, so, so yeah. yeah, we should get we should get Rojas in the lineup here. Yeah, he's going to steal um, because they got a righty opener and a righty long man. So I like that call. Thirty six hundred for Rojas again, cooling off a little bit, but it's because they keep mixing and matching him in the lineup. But uh, he had a hot stretch there, so uh, good call uh, on that one. Any other infielders you want to highlight? Uh, I mean, I like the A's as a contrarian stack, so sure. I, I have interest in Noda, um, Langoliers. Uh, they're all super, super cheap, and if Berrios doesn't get it done, um, you could get them at one percent if he's a if he's a popular pitcher. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, no one is going to be playing the A's here, but like you mentioned, uh, Tenor runs a lot of the last two starts for Jose Berrios. So if he's not clicking and the A's are swinging the way they are, uh, could be some dangerous uh, lineups out there tanking yeah. with Berrios in their in their spot. Uh, outfield, uh, Julio Rodriguez is sixty four hundred dollars, top price guy. Uh, 409, 11.86 OPS the last 10 games. Obviously went 0 for 4 on Sunday, but was just as good to, over the weekend here. So uh, in Cincinnati, it just it just makes a lot of sense that you'll be looking to get to him. Both Houston guys, and then Corbin Carroll has woken up. He homered on Sunday, 382 at 11.99 OPS going into Sunday. Uh, fine with those four is like my course top spend ups. Yeah, I agree. Um, I especially like Julio. Um. I, I think this the Seattle is going to be a one of my favorite stacks um, yeah. of the day. Um, and Corbin Carroll, I mean, Lambert's not very good, and he's Carroll is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what do we do? Does, like, is there an answer to stopping Adam Duvall? Um, <laughs> yeah, he, I, I don't think Savali has the answer. <laughs> the man keeps homering. Uh, I understand there's a three game stretch there where he didn't, but he picked it right back up on Sunday. He had a four-homer stretch there against Houston. He had a couple days off, and he had a three-homer stretch before that. So, I mean, these couple of days, the reset could just be the start of his next, you know, four-day home run tear. Um, yeah, $5,000 for Adam Duvall. I mentioned on another stream, you know, we always talk about, like, the hottest hitters in baseball. Uh, there's a lot he's of guys it. that are hitting. The, he's up there. He's he's right up there um, at 5K going up against Savale. 
uh, 100% in agreement with you. Uh, it could go Chas McCormick here against Heaney. Totally fine with that. Springer against Waldachuk, even though he's been slumming a little bit. Again, just attacking Waldachuk. Uh, mm-hmm. Teoscar Hernandez, a guy that you're fairly familiar with, having him on your Roto League roster. Uh, turn it up. Five homers last 10 games. Even doing it against right-handed pitching now as well. So I got to think you'll be in on him at 46. Uh, 100%. He's crushing the ball. Uh, he went from the guy I hated the most because he was striking out. He led the league, might still be leading the league in strikeouts, but he's figured it out. He's got a string of RBIs here, a bunch of three RBI games, two RBIs. Um, he's hitting home runs. Uh, yeah, no issue stacking him. Yeah, no issue stacking. I would agree with you. Uh, there we mentioned going Merrifield. Uh, again, I'm not really in on going against Wu, but if you do like Friedel or Fraley or something, you know, Cincinnati's offense in that ballpark, you know, there's a lot of lefty bats that maybe could get to, to Brian Wu here. Let me actually pull up those splits, see what Wu, if he had any uh, one way or the other uh, splits here quickly. Lefties versus righties uh, versus left-handed hitters. Uh, let's see. Wu versus lefties. So lefties were, are doing some damage against Brian Wu here. So something to pay attention to. They had a 433 weighted on base percentage, a 633 slug. Uh, seven of his home runs, seven of the eight home runs allowed on the year um, have come against Wu as a lefty hitter. So he is dominating righties. Righties have just a 177 Woba against Oof. him. Uh, not good, but since uh, Cincinnati can throw out Fraley, Friedel, Ellie, Benson, Benson, Votto. So he could be in some trouble. Could be in some trouble. <laughs> could be. Could, could be. Could be. Could be. Um, so I'm just throwing that out there. I think, uh, you know, again, Wu certainly has uh, current form Cincinnati struggling for sure. We went over those stats earlier. Wu looking pretty good since coming back from the I.L., but also, woo, hammered against lefties this year. So, uh, could be uh, an interesting 50-50. spot there. 50-50. One, one person will be right here. Cincinnati's <laughs> either going to score a lot of runs or Ryan Wu is going to shut them down. So, um, you know, definitely some interesting spots for there. I know you're on the story Ruiz guy. He gets on first. He's basically on third uh, with the way he he, uh, he hits here. home runs now. As well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a new thing he does. The power hitter is Story Ruiz. Uh, did he home run Sunday? He did not. Uh, okay. Let's <laughs> say homered on over on Friday. Uh, but I mean, look at the type of player that he is 22 and 31 fantasy points in two of the three games that he played since uh, going into the weekend. So he has that sort of ability because of his just elite stolen base potential. They uh, have been sitting him like every couple games. So there's a chance sure. he's not in the lineup. But if he is. Sure. Um, Brian yeah. Bayo struggled against lefties. Uh, Josh Lowe, $4,000 feels like a pretty good spot. Yep. If you're not sure, like you mentioned, what what the heck's going to go on to Brian Bayo? Uh, Brandon Lowe, Josh Lowe, two guys with some lefty power from the left side of the plate. Um, Josh Lowe, really out of nowhere, 27 stolen bases, too. Three over the last 10. So surprising speed uh, coming from him this year as well. Uh, for looking at under $4,000, any like one or two names that are popping out to you? Uh, Luke Rayleigh. Um, you could go with him. I think you said Bayo's, uh, yeah, getting hit up by lefties. Yeah, a lot of power. Um, uh, we went over that earlier. Luke Rayleigh basically had more doubles and homers than he had singles on the year, so uh, just ridiculous amount of, of potential, <laughs> ridiculous amount of, of double, uh, of uh, extra base upside. Lourdes is 37. Uh, you mentioned you could go Brent Rooker, biggest power hitter on Oakland if you're not going in on Barrios there. 
uh, MJ Melendez had himself a pretty decent weekend. Uh, homered on on uh, Friday night could go him against Schultons if you weren't uh, looking to go there. Uh, let's see where else could we look to target there. Uh, Can uh, yeah, Canzoni, Dominic. Canzoni. Yeah, yeah, Canzoni against uh, first. Yep, for sure. Back to back home runs. Yep, yep. Marlowe is a guy that we've used a little bit this year as well. Uh, let's see the, the the expanded roster. So some of these guys that were called that were down are now back up. Um, you know, we could see what happens with Sedan Raphael if he plays or not. I know he's on the line in the uh, in the lineup or on the roster rather. We'll see if he ever gets back into a game. Him and Weiler Abreu are two guys for Boston that will have some value uh, potential at twenty nine and twenty seven hundred dollars against Savale. Uh, Weiler is a lefty, so we could see him uh, maybe maybe crack a lineup here. Um, no other real value plays that are popping out to me. Again, we'll have a full uh, playbook and, and lineups out for everybody for this 2 p.m. slate. You can get us in the Discord with any questions. we got a couple minutes left here, Mark, so let's uh, let's build the lineup. Uh, where did we want to go? I think we agreed on Reagans. Do we want to go Reagans and Merrill Kelly here? Yes, Merrill Kelly. Okay. Uh, 4,100 a play. Um, well, we, we like Seattle here. Let's get Rojas in at second. Uh, where else did you – what other – what was the other Seattle infielder you liked? Uh, I like J.P. Crawford, but if you want to play Bobby W., I will not fight you on it. Sure. I, I do like some way, but I want to spend up for j Rell. Let's go Crawford. That's a good call. Uh, let's see. J.P. Crawford's $4,500. Let's get j Rod in there. So we'll set our core, $3,800. Um, let's see. Catcher. So Jansen went on IL. I'm good with going Alejandro Kirk here at 32. That feels like a pretty good spot. Yeah. And Gabe Moreno's 27. Which would you, which would you rather uh, rather attack here? So just by default, I went to Moreno just because okay. he's been so good. But I mean, Kirk Kirk has been good too. I think he's got yeah. a five game history going. Uh, Moreno has been good. Let's go. Let's go, Gabe. We're getting $2,700 for a guy that's just raking the baseball right now. Uh, 4K. Uh, at first base, let's see. Um, let's see. You mentioned Noda. I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to play around with a little Oakland if you are. I mean, he's been hitting well. He is a lefty. Get him at three K. I I just I don't love first base at all, really. So I'm, yeah. I'm fine going down to him. Okay. Um. So we got him there. Let's see. Third base. We have Julio. We probably wanted Teoscar, the four man that 46. Um, third base. Let's see. You mentioned Bregman. I'm cool with Bregman. That gives us a $3,200 outfielder. I mean, if we want to trust lefties against Wu, there's that. We could go Brown here as well. Another lefty bat. Uh, not hitting the ball as well for Oakland, but um, I think be- he, uh, I think he homered Sunday. Did he? Oh, wait, no. Trying to see. Let's see. Lineup. Uh, Martini. Martini's a lefty. Let's play Martini. I mean, that's just another Cincy lefty that could be in a lineup. So Brian Wu could be in trouble here. But we got Cole Reagans, Merrill Kelly, Gabe Moreno, Ryan Noda, Josh Rojas, Alex Bregman, J.B. Crawford, Julio Rodriguez, Teoscar Hernandez, and Nick Martini there. Uh, example lineup for the Monday slate. Uh, Mark, thanks for joining us. I think you're – can be back with us a couple times this week, so we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Be on the lookout for you. Give him a follow at Mark underscore Pitts underscore thirty four. You can find him in the Discord uh, at MP over there as well. Uh, we'll be back at live five o'clock. We'll break down the four game six p.m. slate uh, myself, and I believe it's Colby Conway. But uh, we'll see. 
We'll surprise you with who the guest will be at five o'clock. Uh, for now, we will catch you guys later.